When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to the How to Be a Better Person podcast. I'm Kate, your host. This week's theme is the inner work of anti-racism for white people. Honestly, I'm not an expert on anti-racism, but I am an expertly trained personal development coach. I know how to support people around doing the inner work and the outer work that's required to make changes. And I'm a white person. So I'm using this platform that I've created to contribute what I can to this moment and hopefully help make the work of becoming an anti-racist a little more well-lit and more productive for white people who are feeling the call to be part of the solution now and into the long term. Today's big idea is that we are having a collective moment of perceiving the killings of black people by the police to be offensive, to the point that it is a source of outrage. Outrage can be transformative, compelling us to take actions that we otherwise weren't feeling inspired to take. It can also be destructive and cause us to take aim at other people and setting things on fire, both metaphorically and sometimes literally. Because this podcast is about how to be a better person, I'm of course interested in thinking and talking about how we can harness the things we think and feel and use them for their better purposes. That's why I was so happy to see an email land in my inbox from Andrea J. Lee. Andrea is a master coach who specializes in helping people do things that might feel impossible. And certainly, dismantling racism can feel that way at times. Andrea's newsletter was about distinguishing between personal offense and moral offense, and why one is typically more destructive while the other is sometimes more constructive. And it helped me a lot in my own thinking. So I asked her to come on the podcast today to talk about it more and hopefully help us all figure out which one we're feeling, and which one we want to put to use. Andrea, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Kate, for having me. It's great to be here. I just want to dive right in and first wonder if we could talk about being offended in general. You know, I want to, like, what's happening when people are offended and how can we understand that emotion better? Yeah, being offended means that we are insulted or we are upset or maybe even a little resentful uh, because something's happened. There is a spectrum of feeling offended, of course. We can feel, you know, just mildly offended because someone stepped on our toe or insulted our designer purse or whatever. (laughs) We can be, you know, more deeply personally offended, um, like somebody has judged us for being wrong, um, someone has felt disappointed by our actions. But there's kind of two categories of feeling offended that I think are really relevant, Kate, and um, that's being personally offended and being morally offended. 
I loved that you pointed that out in your newsletter because you know when we when somebody does something that we feel offended by, it's easy to kind of get swept up in this big reaction, right? And it just feels like a wave is crashing over our head. But if we can start to see the nuances between the different kinds, then maybe we can start to be a little bit more objective, and then maybe we could start to work with it a little bit better. So. Tell us more about the difference between being personally offended and being morally offended. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just say it straight up. I think it's really good to be morally offended. I mean, obviously, you know, we don't like to see senseless murder and killings and violence. Mm-hmm. But given that they're in the world, I would much rather be a human who is offended by that. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, does that make sense? Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, like, it just says that we we have a sense of what's right and wrong. It sounds like morally offended is kind of like this idea of like, this should not happen. This is something that we need to rally against. Right. That's exactly, exactly right. To be morally offended is to be affronted and to be not okay with the state of something um, large that, that's outside of ourselves. Um, so racism certainly falls under that, you know, and other topics that are beyond our, our individual worlds, yeah, mm-hmm. um, having to do with humanity. Personal offense is a feeling of, like the word says, personal, that somehow we are lacking, that somehow we've done something wrong. So the scale of offense is the micro, the intimate, the close to ourselves. We have like a little bubble around ourselves that can be personally offended, whereas Mm -hmm. moral offense occurs in this broad scale, in the scale of humanity. Okay. And you've talked about, you started to talk about this a little bit, but how can we tell which one we're feeling when we're in that moment of feeling like, something has been done wrong to us or in front of us? Like, how do we know which one we're, we're, where we're at? Yeah, I think that it has to do with caring about something beyond ourselves. If what we're offended about isn't really to do with us as an individual, that's when we know it's a moral offense. It's mm-hmm. not, it, when we're offended by something and it has to do with like the color of my hair or you know, how I walk or, you know, something that's mine, that in my behavior or thoughts, I can change or not change. That's the world of the personal. Anything beyond that then becomes community level, national, like uh, country level, um, global, the level of the planet. Maybe that makes it clearer. Right. Well, you know, this isn't something that we necessarily talked about talking about beforehand, but I'm wondering, can you be feeling them both at the same time? Yes, absolutely. It's such a good point. You definitely, almost certainly are feeling both of these at the same time. (laughs) And the point about it is, of course, which is useful, right, Kate? What you always say is like, how do I put this to use? So, you know, when we're morally offended, this is when we... Uh, start to be activated and inspired, we may be ignited to take uh, larger scale action, like go to your first protest or to choose teachers to learn from, um, get uncomfortable and stay uncomfortable about the issues. And 
I think that that's what's so great about moral offense or moral outrage is that it's like nutrition. It's like a vitamin pill for action beyond our comfort zone. Mm, (laughs) Like a B shot. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Yes. And personal offense, on the other hand, I think that the the thing about personal offense is that it can take us out of the game. Can you remember? I, I certainly can remember when I was a teenager and someone insulted me for something. I can't even remember what it was. I was personally offended and I let that upset me so much that I failed a test because I was so preoccupied by my personal offendedness. Mm. That's when we know personal offense is, you know, something that we, we can work, it would be good for us to try and detoxify. Personal offense is something that we can release Uh, we can uh, work through our emotions and let go of ultimately so that it's not working against the positive action. Right. I mean, I totally agree. And it is easy to say, though, and sometimes can be harder to do. And I'm curious, do you have like a favorite trick or any kind of an action item we can take when we notice that we're feeling that personal offense and just feeling really stuck in it and we're ready to move past it, but maybe we don't know how? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I like to really recommend that people feel that personal offendedness fully inside something like a journal. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to, say, a tweet. (laughs) Yeah, right. Such a (laughs) very pointed, yes, not in the tweet, the Twitterverse. Mm -hmm. Suppressing our emotions of any kind is not a good thing, as, as I know you know so well, Kate. Um, feeling offended is the same thing. So it, this is about putting, putting that feeling of personal offense into a good space for it. Certainly, we don't want within the conversations about racism to go into black and brown people's spaces and be personally offended. That's really not a thing you want to do. Really good point. Right. So, so personal offense, it's not, it's not that like we should banish it to some island somewhere way far away and pretend we don't have it. Mm -hmm. We're going to be personally offended. We just need to have active processes like questions like, okay, why am I feeling so personally offended? Where am I at with it? How would I rank myself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being super duper mortally personally offended or, you know, less? And how can we actually continue to ask ourselves reflective questions so that we come to understand why we're personally offended and then bit by bit detoxify that? Mm, I love it. It's like emotional hygiene. Yes, that's the perfect word. I love you for saying that. (laughs) Oh, Andrea, thank you so much for like helping us see this clearly. I'm just curious, is there anything else you'd like us to know about personal offense, moral offense? anything in that realm. Yeah, I just think that we we really need everybody, right? Kate, I know you you have said this to before is we really need everybody to play their part in making the world a better place and being a better human. Um, so like work through it, stay with it, be uncomfortable with it. And actually on the other side of being personally offended, I find that I have a lot of conviction, a lot of quiet certitude about what I can contribute. Um, so I consider working through it to be that vitamin B boost, like you said. Love it. Love it. 
for the folks who would like to connect with you and learn more from you, where should they go? I am writing uh, a lot of new things. Um, and so I would love any input or ideas about things that you'd like to see me write about. AndreaJLee.com is the uh, website. And I'm such a fan. I, Kate, I hope that you will keep going with these conversations. They're super helpful. Andrea, thank you so much. First of all, I'm really psyched to hear that you're doing a lot of new writing. I can't wait to, I mean, clearly I look forward to everything that you put out and I read it right away and I digest it. That's how I ended up reaching out to you and we're here today. And um, thanks. I am morally pleased. What's the opposite of offended? <laughs> I'm like morally and personally so happy to have had this conversation with you. Thank you. Aww. You're so welcome. I feel morally and personally happy and encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's good. I th maybe that's the opposite of, of offense is encouragement. Great. All right, Andrea, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thank you. Hi, it's Kate. Back to me again. I love Andrea's reminder that tending to your emotional hygiene is an important part of getting to the root of what you're taking offense to so that you can really see it for what it is and be able to use it to go and do something about the things that morally offend you. Which leads me to today's tiny assignment, which is to think about something recently that has offended you. Maybe it was something somebody said to you about you, or maybe it was something someone posted on social media or that you saw written on a protest sign. And just sit with the feelings that it stirred up in you. Try to discern if it's personal offense you're feeling or moral offense. And then remind yourself of Andrea's mantra for these times. Be very offended, then get over it. <laughs> and if you've acted on your personal offense and perhaps said or done something either in public or on social media or directly to a black or brown person, it's completely okay and in fact the honorable thing to admit you messed up, something I talked about in yesterday's episode. This is an intense time on multiple levels. If you'd like a little hand-holding and direction on doing the things that help you stay grounded and not freaking out, I've got a gift for you. I compiled all the tips I covered in my 21-day Calm the F Down Challenge. I ran the challenge here on the podcast starting in late April, and I put all those tips into a mini ebook that you can download for free. All you have to do is go to katehanley.com slash calm down and input your email address so I know where to send it. I promise to keep your contact information confidential. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 